yourself at home, do your do. Welcome to my pad, this your lab, go create your move. I got a crib by the water, say me casa, su casa, it feels like casa blanca. Shout to you, my little mama, I got a crib. What's good, everybody? It's 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast with me, Percy Garner, your host, and uh, got a special show today. Uh, very excited, but before we get into that, I want to remind you guys, join the Discord, talk pitching, baseball, everything else. Uh, also, go to percy.com, uh, check out some of the great, actually, percygarner.com, check out some of the great merch. Uh, we're going to be updating some of the merch there. I'm working with a company cu- currently. We're going to, you know, we're going to do some things, you know, we're going to work on it, okay? Just remember... All the proceeds go to uh, support a high school student and help them pay for college. So if you want to be a good person, buy my merch. (laughs) Today, we got a guest um, who I grew closer to over the years. Um, We're going to talk about, you know, their, I guess, sports fandom, their career in baseball and uh, what they got going on these days. So I'm very excited to have our guest on. And our guest was a former First round pick in the MLB draft, just slightly above me. Uh, supermodel wife, <laughs> fitness obsessed Philadelphia sports fans, and that's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, and co host of the new podcast, Bro Opinionated. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Biddle. How are we doing, Jesse? Uh, we are doing well. I'm dealing with a little bit of a bad hair day currently, so that's really what's going on in my mind. But thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, Percy. I'm a big fan of you, and uh, I'm I'm excited to chat. Well, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I guess warning, you know, your hair wasn't great because I didn't tell you it was a video podcast, so sorry about that. <laughs> but I think you look good, so. No, nah, that's good, man. That really means a lot. Both of my brothers are bald at this point, um, so I'm I'm just hanging in there, you know. So I'll take a bad hair day over a no hair day any day, you know. That's true when you look at it like that. That's see, that's you always got to look at Jesse for the the good takes, man. He's got a good outlook on life, but uh, we're gonna get more into that later. But I always start out with some current events and what's been going on, and uh, obviously Thanksgiving and holidays just happened. But um, who cares about family and things that matter? We're gonna talk about. <laughs> Football, because that's the third F uh, when we got food, family, and and for Thanksgiving. So, I said you were a Philadelphia sports fan. You know, we want to talk a little bit about the Eagles win. Just you know how happy you were. I was happy because the Steelers won. I know we're in Pennsylvania, but that's <laughs> we're on the West Side. Uh, even though I'm from Ohio, still a Steelers fan, and I'm sure I've told you the story why. Um, but I was watching the game. I was really excited to see Josh Allen. Prove people wrong because everyone's coming for his head, but uh, he threw through some some picks. So um, uh, I will say the Kelly Green unis were looking good. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, I respect everything. I love his postgame interviews. He's he's just a good human and he's good at football. So uh, but what was your take on the game? Were you excited to, to see the Eagles pull out the victory? Yeah, yeah. I watched it with my uh, with my wife. I think you called her a supermodel earlier. I watched it with my supermodel wife um, sitting on the couch. Uh, we had a friend over, and our friend does not like football at all. And let me tell you, when you're watching a football game with someone who doesn't really even know the rules, it gets a little bit distracting um, when they're asking you, uh, "Why did they? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? What was the penalty there?" And I was like, hey, hey, "Look, John, love you, dude." But we got to really focus here and we got to pull in the same direction. 
Um, so my take on the game was uh, there seems to be some type of magic pixie dust that's around this this Eagles team. Uh, it's about the most ugly and beautiful 10-1 I've ever seen. Um, the only quarterback who can beat us is Zach Wilson. Um, I don't really understand how this season has happened, but I am just like honored to be able to like be alive and a part of it in some capacity. You mentioned food, family, and, and, and football. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts is my dad. Yeah, I've officially announced it. Um, I, I told my father, my, my biological father that he has, uh, no longer my dad and Jalen Hurts is my dad. So pretty Dang. pumped about that. Wow. I bet, uh, I bet Dave was very excited to hear that. <laughs> he was not, he was not, but my dad cannot throw a spiral anymore, even though he thinks he can. And so, uh, you know, move over pops. We got a new pops in town, you know? I understand. I get it. I get it. I mean, Cordell Stewart was close. Um, back in the day, I don't. Do you even know who Cordell Stewart is? Yeah, I know who Cordell Stewart is. I got to say though, you've been referencing some older quarterbacks <laughs> since we started talking uh, before the podcast, and I can't help but feel like we need to catch you up to speed a bit. Uh, Kenny Pickett is is not exactly one to write home about. Let's um, not talk he about it. Really, be your guy. You know, you're such a Pickett guy. And I was going to ask you about the tattoo I see on your forearm. Why did you get the, the Kenny Pickett tattoo? What an interesting choice. Well, uh, I was pretty sure that he was going to be successful. He had played in the, the stadium before. I'm not even going to say the name <laughs> of the stadium because it makes me sick. <laughs> I, love, I love that that was like one of the big things for Kenny Pickett. It was like, well, he's been to the stadium, you know? And it's like, so? <laughs> Who hasn't been to a stadium before, you know? Like, I think you could figure it out. And then it was like, well, it looks unbelievable in preseason. It's like, okay, great. You know, so what are we talking about? Most yeah. guys, most teams aren't even playing their starters at all in preseason anymore. But, hey, you know, he had a perfect passer rating in preseason. So, well, up. Well, that's a good sign when uh, your starting quarterback plays a lot in preseason. Um, so, <laughs> but no, I, I, I definitely do not have – uh, uh, a tattoo for Pickett. Okay, that was a joke. I, I, wa- I want everyone to. Su- you can edit that out. <laughs> I want everyone to succeed, but yeah, of course. Uh, you know, like I, I really love Lamar Jackson. I wanted them to lose last night, but you know, I, I never want anyone to get hurt or anything like that. But yeah, I was definitely one of those like, okay, he's got small hands. He wears gloves. I don't like the way he looks, but he's tough. And he's just yeah. what the Steelers need right now, you know. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. it's not turning out. But, hey, we lost our offense coordinator, um, which turns out to be a good thing. Uh, we mean, well, I mean, he's, he, you found him. You just got rid of him. <laughs> he's definitely not lost. Um, well, his yeah, play calling I, uh, seemed like it was. <laughs> I never rooted – honestly, though, uh, he was lost. Um, I, I never really root for anyone to get hurt ever. What I root for is a stomach bug, you know. I just root for a quality 24-hour food poisoning, kind of a Jordan flu game type of situation. Uh, you know, I want you to be healthy, but just maybe not for the next 12 hours or so. Gotcha. Makes sense. And uh, oh. I won't comment on your Carson Wentz tattoo, but uh, content Look, man, creation. I had one of the biggest regrets of my life, you know, but you live and you learn. I, I tried not even get a response. I tried to go move on, but no, um, it's always good talking to you again and you know we just happen to be recording this conversation so I, i'm very excited for the, the world to see 
uh, and they're gonna they're gonna get a taste, you know. With the I'm gonna link the Bropinionated podcast down below uh, if they haven't seen it yet. But um, it, it's funny, but we'll get into that later. Uh, I want to kind of touch a little bit on just you know I've been creating content for a while. I was always wanting to do that. Even when I played baseball, I wanted to make YouTube videos because I was a YouTube nerd back in the day before it was cool. Um, but I was just too afraid to do that. So I didn't, um, I guess what have been your feelings making content the short time that you have? Um, cause I think if you look up your name on the internet and you're looking for videos, a lot of it's just going to be you throwing a baseball, uh, until now. So I guess how's that that short journey been of making content? You loving it? You love being on camera? Uh, I'll say this: not all content is created equal, um, <laughs> and making content sometimes is really really difficult. Sometimes the easier you think it might be, the harder it is. Um, and I, I can say this: you know, I, I started working. I recently retired from my professional baseball career, and I started working for a company um, that is uh, in the you know, is, is trying to make content. So we're, we're a, a wellness brand and we need to make content for the internet, for Instagram, right? Just like, and they're asking me to do it for, for whatever reason. I can't exactly pinpoint why um, they seem to think that I like to talk for whatever reason. Anyway, so they're asking me to make this content and I, I realize how hard it is when you are trying to, to make something for the internet that, that doesn't feel as authentic as you might be no, you're, you're used to speaking. Um, so I've been, I've been kind of battling that. Um, it's, 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 it's difficult, man. I got a lot of respect for these, uh, for these YouTubers and really anybody out there is making content and putting their, putting any type of vulnerability online. It takes a lot. Um, and I respect it. Yeah. I mean, it was a journey. Actually, I was still afraid to make content until Josh is like, you're, you're doing it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right, all right, I guess we're going to break COVID rules and I'm going to leave my house <laughs> and I'm going to go record a podcast. I mean, it was not political away, here, Percy. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> but it was no, it was need a, a job. You know, we all need exactly. A exactly. We need a push because um, uh, I'm one of those people that w- thinks something has to be perfect or something has to be uh-huh. right before it begins. Uh, and you just need to go and do it. And uh, I've learned a lot from, you know, these 100 episodes of, of podcasts and uh, still haven't perfected the, the the skill of interviewing, but I'm working on it. And, um, you know, hopefully I ask you the right questions because you got a great mind. You know, you, parents are smart. I'm assuming your brothers are smart. Uh, you, I've always yeah, looked yeah. at you as a smart individual. Um, and uh, I'm looking to, you know, maybe pull something from that great mind of yours today, you know, cause I don't need anything. It's always for the audience. You know, I don't need to learn anything. I'm, I'm pretty much good for the rest of this life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but, but I really wanted to kind of go back to what I was talking to, uh, talking about earlier. And I guess the, the first chapter of your professional career, you know, skip yeah. uh, Germantown friends school, growing up in Philly, you know, in West Philadelphia. All right, I'll stop. I won't do that. Um, <laughs> growing up and being a Phillies fan, Sixers fan, Eagles fan, and then being drafted by the Phillies uh, in the first round, the same draft I was drafted. And that's kind of how we uh, kicked off our relationship. Um, granted, you were drafted higher and, you know, highly touted. And I was just some kid who didn't know how to play baseball, but 
figured it out. But I really want to harp on your career and kind of how it started uh, before we get into our friendship. Uh, so being drafted first round by hometown team, I mean, it's easy to say, hey, it was a great experience. Loved it. But yeah. is there anything you can, you know, maybe share some insight of maybe there were some fears or some heavy expectations you were putting on yourself? Or maybe it was just like, you know what? I got bored of striking out every high school player and it was eventually now I'm I'm nervous again because I'm facing some professional talent jumping right from high school to the professional level. Can you share anything like that? Yeah, man. I mean, I think, you know, you, you and I both can, can speak to this, which is like, it, it is, it is maybe a little bit harder of a journey than you expect when you first get drafted. Um, I think there's, you know, a lot of, uh, pressure and anxiety that comes along with getting picked at, at a high spot. Um, and with that, you know, the, the minor leagues is, is unlike anything else in sports, right? It's a, it's a, uh, a gauntlet of levels that are all challenging in their own ways and people probably don't really understand um not just the sort of physical challenge of, of playing professional baseball but sort of that mental challenge there's no um there's no sport like it in terms of the schedule um there's no sport like it in, in terms of the um you know you're not getting paid anything right? Like the minor leagues, you're making almost no money. You're living in, in, you know, some pretty tough spots. Um, and you're, you know, you're on the bus all day and then you're asked to perform at a elite, elite level. And if you don't, you're out of there. Um, and so it is a, it is a really, really tough, tough game. Um, and I did not expect to, um, to struggle in any way until I, I got there and I realized this is this is going to be a lot harder than I realized. Yeah, I mean, those are some great points. I mean, we both, you know, struggled early in our career, but the difference is, you know, I had three years of college <laughs> and I know jumping from high school is that's that's a different ball game. So um, I want to talk quickly and kind of foreshadow what we're going to get into about, you know, you being taking your health and your fitness very serious. The thing I realized about you, and this is for any outsider who hasn't, I know I was a professional athlete, but I didn't put stock in my body and my health and nutrition like you did. And from an outsider looking at someone like you who, let's just be honest, your first year, you didn't look like how you look now. <laughs> You're an eight year old kid, you know, Maybe testosterone levels aren't that high or, and you just, you know, you haven't developed into, you know, the man body you have now. <laughs> and I would say the first year, your first year coming back to spring training, I was like, who is this human? Like, What just <laughs> happened? And for me, yeah. we're going to get into it later. But for me, that was when it clicked for you. Like, okay, this is like you said, this is going to be challenging. I have to start taking every aspect of my life way more seriously and I'm putting all I can into this thing and from an outsider looking in I was just like you know that's nice that Jesse wakes up early and runs forever and lifts twice as hard as I do but you know I don't need to do it I'm good I'm an athlete I'm straight <laughs> you know I'm already I already look good you know <laughs> um, eventually it came back to bite me in the butt and now I'm thinking okay this is hard you know especially when I don't have a reason a job to work out and I go home and I'm just like, dang, I got a family and I got a job and, 
working out is tough. And I feel like every other Amer American in the world and probably people outside of this country, <laughs> they don't enjoy, you know, working out. Uh, but how did you <laughs> kind of adopt that, like that mentality when you was, am I correct by saying the first year, your first spring training, you were just like, it's time or, or did it come later? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's a good question. You know, for me, like when I got drafted, I was, I was drafted two days after my high school graduation. So, uh, and then I was in Florida, you know, playing professional baseball the, the next day. Um, so it happened really, really quickly. And I was just not a grown up, right? Like by any stretch of the imagination, I had lived under my parents' roof my whole life. And my dad and my mom had always cooked for me. Like, I just didn't really know a ton about nutrition. Um, and when I got drafted, I was about 240 pounds when I graduated my senior year of high school. And, uh, at, at my, at my top, I reached about 260, um, after I, when I started didn't playing and the large part of that was, uh, I didn't realize how cheap pizza hut was. <laughs> I thought it was an expensive exorbitant meal as my parents made it seem, uh, it turns out that that is not true. And it turns out that like one pizza is not a, a serving size. And I learned that, you know? Um, so I put on, I put on weight pretty quickly because I sort of saw like the first year of, of pro ball is like summer camp, you know, I was just like living with my friends in a hotel and I didn't have my parents with me. I can kind of do whatever I wanted. I, I signed, um, in the first rounds, so I was given a, a chunk of money that I could do whatever I wanted with. And I had nobody looking over my shoulder and, and it turns out that that was probably not the best thing for me. Um, and when I started to do uh, Percy, you remember this. When we were drafted by the Phillies, they were known for two things. Our big league team was really good, and our minor leagues, especially the pitchers, ran like crazy. We <laughs> ran so much. We had running tests. We had everything you could imagine. We ran like a track team. Mm -hmm. And at 260-plus pounds, I wasn't exactly crushing it. Um, and I realized, like, okay, if you're going to be a professional, and my dad had this conversation with me, um, you're going to be a professional athlete, and you're going to, you want to be a pitcher in the big leagues running is a part of your job. Like it is, it is as much a part of your job as pitching is. And if you're going to hate it every single day, you're still going to have to do it. So you have two options. You either hate it or love it. And I made the decision to just love it. And I became addicted to it. Um, and I probably became overly addicted to it to where I, <laughs> I lost, you know, I mean, I, I got down to about two Oh five. Damn. Uh, I didn't know that. And, yeah. And I was, and, and that was, you know, that was maybe a problem in its own way, but I just, I, I decided like, there's, there's no other option for me. Um, and that is, you know, we, we have to embrace the grind because it's gonna, it's gonna happen no matter what. Um, so that was a, that was a large part of the thinking. Damn. That's dope. You, you should have, you know, shared some wisdom with your boy. <laughs> you know, I was all about the video games and, and tilt to kilt. I mean, you should have, you should have been. Those you know, <laughs> I like I like the video games too, man. I just kept losing. You know, I was like, I can win, I can win the 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 you know the polls, but I can't uh, I can't win at Call of Duty. Oh, polls, lordy. Um, well, I, I appreciate you sharing that with with us. Like, that's I think that's helpful. You know, especially for the 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 younger kids that I have in my Discord who are always asking me questions about how to do certain things. And I don't always feel equipped to, to tell them because I feel like I may know the information, but I didn't execute. But um, uh, no, I appreciate that. And I kind of want to talk real quick about kind of how 
Because the way I looked at it is we were forced to hang out. You know, we were stuck. <laughs> we, we were, you know, even though everybody thought I was Dominican, I was an American pitcher. <laughs> and uh, being a pitcher, it's a fraternity, you know. Um, I was a failed starter. And, uh, but before that, we would, you know, pitch every five days and we would chart together in the stands. So conversations would come up and, and I feel like, um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but the respect kind of grew just because we didn't always see eye to eye in certain things, you know, but we respected each other's opinion and we knew that, you know, we were going to be genuine in our discussions and that, you know, we're going to be friends, obviously. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm cool. I mean, you're kind of cool. So, I mean, it was a no doubter, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, uh, I just, I always looked at, like I said earlier, I looked at you as a bright individual and I wanted to learn from you as much as I could, um, even though I had some years on you, but I kind of want to hear from your, <laughs> from your point of view, kind of how it went. Cause as a person, not with not a, like, you know, I don't have a high confidence level in a lot of things, but socially I feel like, you know, who doesn't want to be my friend? Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> but sometimes people were like, okay, this dude cannot be joyful all the time. This isn't real. So were you one of those people or were you like, okay, Percy smiles entirely too much. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, you know, Percy, you had a, you had a deeply profound impact on me in my formative years as a professional. Um, you know, when we'd sit in the stands, this is something that doesn't happen anymore because charting is not really a thing anymore. Oh, um, I think that that's something that the game, at least the pitchers probably could use, um, which is just, it was time for that. That was a time for us to obviously pay attention to the game, but it, it was just you and I sitting in the stands with, with three hours, you know, three hours of uh, nobody else to talk to except each other. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when I retired and I kind of sat back and looked at what is the skill set that I feel like I've acquired over the years, uh, playing professional baseball that I can apply in a professional setting. A large part of that is um, learning how to speak to people of all different walks of life, right? Learning to how to understand and and get to know people in a real and authentic way. And a large part of that goes back to these conversations that you and I would have when we we're sitting there. I mean, you and I definitely both didn't exactly have the same upbringing. We don't come from the same places, um, but we always found common ground on every topic. And we could do a five-hour podcast about every single thing that we've discussed, um, and it would still just be scratching the surface. So I'm always, always very, very grateful for my friendship with you because um, you you taught me more about just how to approach life with a smile um, than than anybody has. Oh, see, you know, people like me, Josh. Josh feels like you know. <laughs> No, I do appreciate you saying that. And, and, and the same goes for me as well. Uh, and I'm still learning from it. That's when ever I'm feeling motivated. Cause I want to talk about you being driven in your fitness goals and how you just continue to, to just kill it no matter what you're doing. Um, for me, I learned the difference between motivation and being driven. Cause I always thought, oh, you know, motivate, I gotta be motivated. I got, I, I, but you'd get excited about something and, you know, for that day or two, you're like, oh, I'm a, all right, I'm getting after in the weight room because you're motivated. And then three days later, you're not motivated. <laughs> and that's when, and tell me if you agree with this. Um, you know, I know terminology is different between people, but for me, being driven is like a whole different 
thing. It's not, it's almost like being happy and being joyful. Happy is situational. I think motivation is situational and being joyful is just who you are and being driven is just who you are. And you've always took me as a, a driven individual and you won't let bumps in the road kind of deter you from your goals. So even though I really wanted to talk about, you know, MOB debut and, you know, <laughs> all the good stuff about life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows pitching in the big leagues is cool. Uh, so, and, um, but I really wanted to just make sure we didn't run out of time before I was able to kind of pick your brain about, you know, fitness and health and this journey you've been on and what you've learned and, you know, kind of how you've applied it. But the, do you feel the same way about the words motivation and, and being driven? Is that something you, you agree with me on? No, I think that's, I think that's an awesome distinction. Uh, I've never really thought about it that way. Um, I, I think it's easy to reference like, oh, you know, it, I, I have this inner drive that you can't teach or something, but that's truthfully not how I feel about it. I, I think there's probably plenty of people who do have that, but uh, the kind of drive that I feel on a day-to-day basis is is learned. It's not something that I feel like is intuitive. Um, my, my general philosophy towards fitness is... Um, have a goal, right? And, and and having a goal is is great. I always, always, always have a fitness goal that I'm trying to attain within the next six weeks. Um, but uh, like there's always a six-week plan, but there needs to be some room for, uh, you need to have a plan in order to execute it, right? And that's that's sort of been the, the thing that I've realized is finding some people who can hold you accountable, having a coach, having a, a plan that's been written out that you can follow step by step. I, I remember having a conversation with a coach actually when you and I played together back in 2012 where I was having a really good season and my coach said to me, uh, you always seem like you want to get called up yesterday. Um, and that that stuck with me because what he was saying is you you're, you don't feel like you're where your feet are right now. Like you're, you're pitching well, but you could be doing better. You need to be where your feet are. Um, and you need to to focus on the small things, not the big picture. And so I always have this goal, fitness-wise, when we were in the minor leagues, it was playing in the big leagues, whatever that goal may be, whatever you're, you're, you want is right there, but you have to get your left foot in front of your right foot and then your right foot in front of your left foot. You have to keep going. Um, and that's the thing that I'm obsessed with, which is just like, if there's ever a time where I feel like I am in worse shape than I was a year ago, or a month ago, or six weeks ago, that'll drive me crazy. Mm. So I I love, well, first I love that you uh, co-sign like what I just said on the previous show, I think with Jim Hoey about the Phillies, like how the organization is, and then also kind of what they preach and not always thinking about the end goal. You have to have goals for where your feet are. So. That was good, and uh, I, you know I appreciate you sharing that as well. Um, but you know I th- I think I love hearing people's you know outlook on things, and I know yeah. from 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 my perspective, uh, having goals, and that's why I play video games. To be honest, if I <laughs> if there's a challenge, I have to complete it. I'll stay up forever. But I feel like I need to translate yeah. that over to the fitness and nutrition side. <laughs> I need to set goals yeah, and yeah, yeah. not let up until it's done. Um, so, so we'll see, uh, and you know, I always, I'll check in with you, uh, in my, in my Murph, (laughs) 
my progress of the merch. I mean, I got time. Yeah, so, dude. You know, we're good. And and I do appreciate also when I do text you that you're like, hey, you know, I'm pretty sure by now you're like, all right, is Spurs gonna like actually listen to what I'm saying, or is he just you know in one of those modes where he's gonna get excited and work out for three days and then he'll text me in six months and say, hey, can I get a new plan? But uh, <laughs> uh, I do want to. Um, I guess kind of jump back to your time in Japan before, cause I want to get to the podcast, but I kind of want to do share. Cause we talked about Aaron and uh, Aaron Altair that is, and uh, he played in Korea, but I want to hear from someone who played in Japan after MOB stint. And just, I guess, tell me about your experience there. Cause I was thinking about going, you know, the wife wouldn't let me, but uh, just let me in, let me live vicariously through you, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, man, like I only played one year in Japan and I played 2022 there. Um, and it was that that's me coming off of, you know, playing a few years in the big leagues. The last the last couple of years I played in America. And I I will say, I mean, I don't think I had more fun playing baseball anywhere in my career. Um, it was it was such a, an eye opening experience. You know, my my wife and I went there. Um, sorry, my supermodel wife and I went there uh, in, you know, in peak COVID, right? So for them, that was like, it was, they had shut down the borders. Um, so there were really, we weren't able to get any family visitors. We weren't able to have any friends come and visit. Um, there were hardly any foreigners who were able to get over there. So uh, it was a really special time for my wife and I. We had just gotten married and moved to Japan a, a couple months later. Um, so it, it's something that I look back on very fondly. I was lucky enough to be a part of the team that, that won the championship over there. Um, and it was, uh, it was pretty cool to be able to play in front of, you know, anywhere from 40 to 60,000 people a night. Dang. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, man. So you got a lot of championships, man. Uh, you know, are you golf, <laughs> you golf coast champion too? Uh, I was a golf coast champion. Yeah, I won rookie ball. I won rookie ball my first year and then, you know, was a part of the team that that won the World <laughs> Series with the Braves in 2021, even though I was not on the team when they won. Um, so I got a ring for that. And then I was, you know, lucky enough to be, you know, uh, on the team when we won in Japan too the next year. That's what's pretty up. cool. Part of a champion. Um. <laughs> I, I look back. I look back at my GCL ring is the one I'm most proud of. You know, that was a that was a fun time, dude. We had a good we had a really good time. No, I bet that team was super fun. Uh, I didn't get to play much baseball that year, um, but uh, to seeing that picture of you guys, <laughs> you guys look like you just were having a blast that season. So <laughs> I just it, was, it felt like summer camp. It really did. You yeah. know, my my first big league pitching coach was Chuck Hernandez when I was uh, with the Braves my rookie year, and he was also my my first professional pitching coach. He was my pitching coach for that season as well, which is my rookie, you know, in rookie ball and. He was just he. Yeah, I, I, he's one of my favorite people in the world, and one of the best coaches I ever played it for. And he was just so good at setting a culture of, you know, we work hard, but we have fun. We laugh, we we smile. I allow you to be yourself, and and I, I really appreciated that from him. That's dope. All right, with the last, you know, portion of this podcast, I want to kind of because I'm really intrigued. I know my wife's following the Instagram. I know you guys are making a lot of reels and Instagram shorts. I mean, YouTube shorts. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. I know we talked about content creation earlier. How much involved in you, like, are you other than like being the talent on screen? Is it your brother that's doing all the editing? Do you guys have someone or? 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how much more involved you can be when you're the whole show. You know, I'm the, I'm the talent, baby. You know, um, no. <laughs> so my brother and I started this podcast called Bro Opinionated, and um, I hate the name, even though I came up with it, and I've been trying to change it ever since. But uh, nobody can spell it. You know, it's impossible to spell. It's, I think I got uh, it down, but we'll see. In it's the, like in the, the word restaurant. You know, it's just impossible. Um, and uh, so we we started this podcast where basically the premise of it is is each week we're coming in hot about something. Uh, whether it's something you're pumped about, whether it's something you're pissed about, um, or in between, um, you just have to be passionate about whatever it is. And it's been super fun. We, we're, we're trying to, uh, find new avenues and, and try to create a little bit of, uh, you know, it, the podcast space is, is a little bit saturated. Um, and we want to, we want to find new ways to, to be, uh, interesting. So we, we have a couple of thoughts and, and some really fun stuff planned for, for down the road. I mean, in the, in the content creation space, you have to be, um, I mean, I just enjoy, you know, recording stuff and doing stuff like this, interviewing people, um, that I admire and want to learn something from. There's been opportunities where I know, and I've done research and I'm like, all right, I need to do something different if I want to grow, but I've been stubborn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I admire that, you know, that you guys are, to me, you guys are doing something different already. I know you guys are probably going to be, you know, have other plans and how you're going to do things. And I'm, uh, I'm anxious to see, you know, what you guys do in the, uh, I mean, I guess the path you guys take. And um, <laughs> it's just to me, and I might have Josh, uh, no, with your blessing, play a clip at this point. They love the morning walks. And I realize that what they're doing when they're walking around, because they're sniffing everything, like literally they go crazy. They're getting like their little morning headlines. Like it's like their little news. It's their, you know, it's like little puppy news as they walk I around like and they're like, okay, so the golden retriever peed here. And, oh, wow, look at this. These two dogs were over on this block. And, you know, it's like they're like little news. You're absolutely right. That's puppy news. It's like cracking open the newspaper. Which, For a dog. Which is something that I do all the time. I honestly it's love cracking this. cracking open a newspaper. Anyway. It's, I so, feel like it's every time they go outside. That's what I was about at 6 a.m. today. Every time they go outside is really just a news. They're, they're reading the news. They're reading the news. That's fantastic. I think fantastic. it's very cute and fun. So I let them, I just I really, really make like sure that. I let them read the news. Um, but to me, it's just, it's hilarious. And you got my wife to laugh. So that's why I was like, okay, this has got to be funny because... You know, I mean, she doesn't laugh at me, but uh. no, no, no. I haven't. I I think I heard her laugh at you once in like 2011. I do remember that. I think you fell down some stairs or something. She thought that was funny. Uh, but other than that, nah, man, it's been radio silent for about a decade. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough, right? Um, and you're right. Yeah, we, we had our uh, 10th year anniversary this uh, this October. So, oh, really? Yeah, and I was so happy that we got to be a part of your wedding as well. Yes. Yeah. You guys are, uh, you guys are legendary. Two of our favorite people. We don't get to see nearly enough. Uh, but if I, I'll tell you this, if, if we made Krista laugh, I don't know if we're going to use that as a tagline, but we might have to, you know, she's hard. She's on, tough. the only podcast that makes Krista laugh. I mean, that's a big deal. She's tough and she doesn't watch podcasts too. So that's a, that's a thing. We wanted to go for bite-sized reels, you know, like, we don't want to inundate your your feed with three minute clips that uh, is just mostly us rambling. We want to keep it quick, short, to the point. Uh, if you laugh, that's great. If you don't, at least you didn't waste your time. You know, love it. And now, real quick before we get off of here, comedy is that 
is that an avenue you're going to be outside of this podcast? Because I, you know, I'm you have to be going for you know a, some sort of like comedy aspect in this podcast. But outside of this podcast, is there any chance you're going to pursue anything in the in the comedy space? I'll say this: I've done stand up comedy a couple of times now, and technically, I did get paid to do one of them. So I'm technically a professional stand up comedian, hey. uh, which is uh, something that my wife calls me. Uh, as a joke, um, she goes, "Oh, your professional stand-up, yeah, great." Um, and uh, I, I, I am definitely interested in comedy. I, I have to be funny in order to do it, so I'm working on that. Um, but I am working on, you know, I'm working on a few different things in that in that realm. Um, and one of them being a, a TV show that I've been kind of co-writing and and working on, which has been super exciting. So. It's a TV show about a AAA minor league clubhouse, and it's something that we're working on, and we'll Ooh. see. We'll see. I mean, it's getting a little bit of traction. So I live in Los Angeles, and I figured if, I, if I'm going to live here, I might as well try to do the LA thing, at least <laughs> at least give it an honest shot, you know? That's what's up. Oh, I can't wait. This is awesome. Well, um, I appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, I will make sure anything you want me to share, I'll put in the description. Um, make sure you guys go uh, check out opinionated and uh i appreciate having you on the show man i appreciate the knowledge you're sharing and uh your experiences and uh you know maybe down the road uh we'll have you back and uh i look forward to seeing what you got going on in the future including the the tv show and uh yeah man you got anything yeah. you want to say anything you know anything else <laughs> Uh, no, I just, I figure it's going to be another hundred episodes where I can say anything again. So before I'm on, so, uh, let's, uh, let's circle back here in about what, three years and we'll see how it goes. You know, hopefully I have the new stuff for you. <laughs> Sounds good, Jesse. We appreciate everybody. Make sure you like and subscribe. I forgot to say that at the beginning and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next episode. I like that Corona, mm, I love her smell.